honestly, it's been probably the best decision that I've made uh, in my life. I, uh, things in my life have... They were difficult for a while because of just things that I've been dealing with, which is kind of why I wanted to get rid of alcohol, because I knew I was going to have all these challenges to deal with, and I wanted to be clear-headed um, dealing with them, and I wanted to kind of get away from certain people. I hate on the apps all the time because I don't do them. I think dating apps are horrible. I think it's probably one of the worst things you could do as a single person. Um, I think the better thing to do is just focus on yourself and your self-development and healing trauma. I think that is probably a smarter thing to do. Yeah, so Theo, um, you know, spilled the beans on Bert and Joe, but I'm like, I wonder what they're beefing about. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Barbells and Bangers. Oh my goodness gracious. It's been a minute since I've done a solo episode. Well, not really, because I did one guest episode last week, and then the week before I did a solo episode, and the week before that I did a guest episode. So, I don't know, maybe I did two solos in a row. I don't know. I was going to have like, oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. Sorry, I had to fix my camera thing. Um, anyways, yeah, so, I don't know. I haven't been doing as many guest episodes. I'm trying to get, or I haven't been doing as many solo episodes because I'm trying to get more guests. So I'm actually trying to do more guest episodes. Um, which the hardest part of doing the guest episodes really is just coordinating the schedules. So, yeah, but I'm trying. I am making an effort. So I do have a guest episode planned for this next episode, and then I'm going to work on getting some more guests too. I do like doing these solo... Oh, my audio is way too loud. Hold on. Okay. Um, sorry, guys. It's normally like everything usually works perfectly, but today for some reason my... Um, My audio was like too loud. It was like hurting my ears. But um, yeah, so I love doing these solo episodes because it's just kind of like, I don't know, I just give you guys an update of like what I'm doing, what's going on in my life, like, you know, anything that we need to discuss. I mean, not that we really need to discuss uh, anything because I don't know some of you guys, um, but whatever. You guys seem to enjoy it, so I'll keep doing it. But yeah, I'm going to try to do at least two guest episodes a month from now on. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm not making any promises, guys, but that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, also, I have really bad allergies right now, so my voice is all messed up and, and like my throat hurts. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It was like all of a sudden, um, I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday. It was like after the wedding. Um my allergies just started going nuts. Like and I have allergies year round, but it feels like right now they're just like, what the heck is going on? Like what is in the air? And I see like when I'm driving, I see pollen just everywhere. It's just like flying around. I'm like, okay, well that can't be helping my situation, but I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about the allergies like is everybody else suffering as much as I am is what I would like to know because I feel like I'm dying okay 
And I know I'm not dying. I know I'm not sick. I know it's allergies. But anyways, whatever. Okay, I'm going to remind you to check out uh, my affiliates before I get too deep into this allergy conversation. So uh, Wellbeing Brewing, they make non-alcoholic beer. They have several different options of non-alcoholic beer to choose from, whether you like IPAs, you like wheats, whatever you like, whatever flavor you want, you can get it. Uh, Well, maybe not any flavor, but you can get a lot of them. So this is the Victory Wheat. This one is a sports brew, so it has electrolytes. So you could drink this after a workout and get hydrated. That's what I'm saying, okay? So it's delicious. It has orange in it, like a hint of orange. It kind of tastes like a blue moon, but a little bit lighter. Um, It's delicious. And you probably are wondering, Bree, why would I drink a non-alcoholic beer? Isn't the whole point of beer to get drunk and to to have the alcohol? Okay, that's something an alcoholic would say. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, like I get it. The point of alcohol is or the point of beer is like because of the alcohol, like I got it. I get it. But I quit drinking, guys. OK. And a lot of people have quit drinking. A lot of people have, you know, decided to remove alcohol from their life because to me, my life and the people around me are a whole lot less toxic um, when I don't have alcohol or even if I'm just keeping the alcohol to a minimum. So I, I decided to go completely alcohol free, um, October of last year. So I'm coming up on 10 months alcohol free. And honestly, it's been probably the best decision that I've made, uh, in my life. I, uh, things in my life have, they were difficult for a while because of just things that I've been dealing with, which is kind of why I wanted to get rid of alcohol because I knew I was going to have all these challenges to deal with and I wanted to be clear headed, um, dealing with them. And I wanted to kind of get away from certain people. So I decided the easiest way to, you know, kind of level up was to just kind of remove that from my life. And I don't know that I ever really had a problem with alcohol. I think there are moments in time that I definitely, um, abused it. But I don't think I really had like a problem because it wasn't necessarily the alcohol. I think it was more just like wanting to fit in, like socializing, like wanting to feel like I belong. Um, I think that was more of the driving factor behind it. But um, anyways, and sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I really did want to talk about this in the episode, though, and I figured this would be a good time to talk about it since I'm talking about well-being, my lovely affiliate who makes delicious non-alcoholic beer. But but yeah, I wanted to talk about that too because it's a decision that I made that I've been reflecting on a lot lately because I'll be honest. So the first couple months, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'd never want to drink again. Like drinking is stupid. I can't believe I ever did it. And then I would say up until, I don't know, up until like a couple months ago. Hold on, I need to sit up because I'm like sinking in this chair. Hold on. I need a new chair. I like the beanbag chair because it's really comfy, but it's like my posture is just really bad right now uh, with this chair. <laughs> with this chair. But anyways, so <clears throat> yeah, so it wasn't until, yeah, probably a couple months ago that I started to realize, or maybe even more recent than that, it might have been like a month ago that I kind of had this realization. Um, but until then, I was kind of still wondering like, was it really that that big of a deal to remove alcohol from my life? I'm like, is my life really that much better? I'm like, I don't know. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily better. It depends on how you look at it. It depends on what kind of life you want, I guess. Um, 
But to me, giving up that that social life um, has been one of the most freeing things that I've ever done. Um, and not that I don't have a social life because it's like, uh, yeah, I went to the fights this weekend. I went to a wedding last weekend. Like I have plenty of time that I'm socializing. So it's not that I'm not socializing. I'm just not doing it in the way that everybody else does, which is just like sitting around at a bar drinking and talking about nothing. I mean, the, the thing is, is that a lot of times when I've been around people when we were drinking, it's like it was just all just a bunch of BS. Like, and I just I don't have any tolerance for that anymore. I don't have any patience for sitting around and listening to people just talk about things they don't even know about or like just say ridiculous things or gossip about people. It's just like, I no, I'm good. I the, the phase of my life that I'm in right now, I like, I just don't have any patience for that. I don't need it. I don't have anything to contribute to that. Cause that's just not the way that I think anymore. I have been that person in the past, but yeah, at this point, it's just like, I feel like I've grown out of a lot of that stuff and I've realized that I don't need alcohol to socialize. Um, the reason why you think you need alcohol to socialize is because you need alcohol to socialize with people who drink alcohol. That's it. That's really it. If you hang out with people who aren't drinking, or if you hang out with, even if they do drink, but they're not drinking when you hang out, you, you won't have a problem socializing with them because you're both sober. It's when you're around people who are drunk is when you have a hard time socializing because you feel like, oh, well, they're all drinking and I'm just standing here like, yeah, you feel kind of awkward, not going to lie. But the the thing is, if you find people that you have enough common interest with and you find people who are on the same wavelength as you, the same frequency as you, that have a similar mindset to you, you don't need alcohol to socialize because you'll have things to talk about immediately. And yeah, so if you're debating on quitting alcohol or if you've been thinking about quitting alcohol because I know a lot of people are thinking about it right now and they're kind of like ah, I don't know if I really like alcohol um like my sister and her fiance like they quit drinking and I know a lot of people that have quit drinking um recently and yeah you don't need alcohol to socialize and I I hope that we have more of a normalcy with that in the future I know it's not going to happen right now but I just hope it it becomes more normalized to socialize and go out without drinking um because every time I do it I mean it's just I get questioned every time and I don't understand why I should be questioned for choosing not to do something um that to me is very bizarre I don't understand why people are so concerned about me not drinking like why do you care and 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 if people judge me for it that is just so strange to me so strange I'm like what you're judging me for not drinking a poison literally it's poison I mean I'm not even saying that to be like anti-alcohol like it's not this isn't new information <laughs> guys like it, it is a poison and I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you to, to quit drinking or any of that because I know a lot of people that really like drinking and that's great. That's fine. I used to really like drinking too and it got me absolutely nowhere. So now I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's just there's nothing good that comes from it, um, in my opinion. And But that's I'm on my own journey, though. You know, not everybody's on the same journey as me. So it depends on what you want. But if you want, you know, to get in shape and to 
kick ass in your job and to really just be a well-rounded human and have like great relationships and great everything. Like I think removing alcohol might be something that might get you there a little faster. I don't know. And not that you can't do it without um, quitting alcohol. Like you can do it. It's just that maybe it'll take you a little bit longer because you're spending your Saturday nights at the bar. I don't know. Um, and if you have your alcohol under control where you only drink like a few drinks a week, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but, um, I just don't see the benefit of it as much, I guess is my thing. So I don't know if you're drinking a lot, I would say, you know, maybe, maybe you should think about taking a break, um, just to kind of cleanse, you know, get that out of your system. But yeah, I don't know. That's my advice. I've been asked about this a lot lately, so that's why I'm talking about it. Um, cause I just want to like let people know why I quit drinking and why, cause it's been a while since I kind of talked about it. So I just wanted to address that. But anyways, my other affiliate Jocko go, um, or Jocko fuel, um, Jocko go is the energy drink, but Jocko fuel, they have supplements, they have protein, they have, you know, you could get some, Uh, joint warfare and it will help you with your joint pain and you can get krill oil you can get all kinds of stuff from jocko um but they also have energy drinks and their energy drinks are really good and they aren't super super caffeinated so it's 95 milligrams of caffeine which is about half of what most energy drinks have so if you're like me and you like to drink caffeine throughout the day this is perfect for you also, the ingredients are of much higher quality than you're going to find with like your gas station energy drinks and your um, typical pre-workout powders. You're not going to have as much like sucralose and like artificial ingredients and just the ingredients are much more simple. So that's what I like about it because I like to be careful about what I put in my body as much as possible. It's kind of impossible to do in this day and age with the way that everything is, but you can at least try to make sure that most of what you consume is is good quality ingredients and um, nothing that's uber processed. But anyways, use code BRIBRI for Jocko Fuel for 10% off. That will help support me and support the podcast. And then uh, code Bri Eckert for well-being. I need to get that code changed. That reminds me. I need to text um, Megan and have her change that code to Bree because I would like to have the same code for both of them but I started with well-being like almost a year ago so um yeah but anyways um thank you guys for joining me today for the podcast I um I just wanted to update you guys on life and um talk about current events not current events like politics like current events in like the comedy world and like stuff that I care about I don't care I care about current events But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch the news about all this depressing stuff that's going on. Like, that is just going to lower my energy. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I know what's going on. Like, I see the headlines. I see all the stuff that, that happens. And I know what's going on. But I don't, like, dive into it like a lot of you freaks do. Why are you guys so obsessed with politics? It's so strange to me. Find a hobby. Unless you're a politician, why are you obsessed with politics? Like, unless you're doing something about it posting it on facebook isn't doing anything about it by the way like you're not changing anything just by posting for your 300 friends to see on facebook okay that's not gonna change the world <laughs> like i see some people post it and then they get mad when they get blocked or they just don't want to hear the truth and i'm like bro 
first of all, nothing that you're posting is probably true. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, they don't care like that much about you personally. It's just an algorithm and it's probably AI that's picking it up. It's not a person selecting you specifically like, oh, this guy, you know, um, it is crazy though. Like sometimes like Facebook, I don't know. Facebook has flagged me for some stuff that was like not even close to controversial at all. And I'm like, what the heck? So I, I, I can't wait for the day that I can delete my Facebook. I freaking, oh my God, I hate it so much. I can't stand it. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like every time I go on there, I read a comment and it just makes me mad. I'm just like, ugh. You know? Or I see someone, I see someone I know post something and it just makes me shake my head. That's the other thing that happens. It's like some of the things people post. And I know people probably see me post stuff and they definitely probably shake their head. But, um... In a different way. Like, I'm shaking my head because it's like, oh my god, these people have no morals. Like, what is going on? (laughs) And then, or it's like, oh, this person is, you know, maybe, maybe watching a little too much, too many TikToks. But, yeah, or like the people, okay, here's my question. Why, why are there so many people on Facebook that are single and they're like giving dating advice all the time? Like, what are you, why? Why are you giving us advice? You're single. If you're single, I don't want to hear about how I should date or like what, or relationship advice. You're not in a relationship, buddy. So why are you telling me how to do it? You don't even, you don't even, if you figure it out first, become, get married, become happily married, and then come back and be like, hey, uh, I figured out some stuff. Okay, but like, you you haven't done it yet. So why are you telling me how to do it? I don't get it. I don't get it. It just drives me nuts. Um, Sometimes I see people post stuff like that. I'm like, Jesus, dude. I'm like, nobody should take dating advice from you. And they always post like the most toxic stuff too. And that's something that I think... um, yeah, I feel like that is a huge problem. Um, that is a huge problem, in my opinion. Is both men and women do this. They both do it. I've done it. I've gone through my I hate men phase. Um, for sure. I go through it like once a month, guys. Uh <laughs> but I don't actually hate men, obviously. A lot of my I have a lot of friends and people that I talk to um, that are men. I mean, I prefer to hang out with women. I prefer to talk to women, but you know, that's just cause I'm a woman, but you know, there are a lot of good men in the world. There are some that are, you know, maybe not so good, but for the most part, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't hate men. Okay. I might make jokes once in a while, like about stupid things guys do, but it's like deep down, like, yeah, no, I don't hate men. Um, but I feel like women do post a lot of stuff that's like anti men and I've done it. Um, not like anti to the extreme, like some people do, but like joking 
about it. Like I, I posted something about mansplaining one time and people got so mad. <laughs> uh, anyways, but that's about the worst I've done um, for like the man hating stuff. I don't do a ton of it. So it's like, yeah, go ahead and say what you want about that. I'm like, dude, it was a joke. Anyways, um, but it's like some people post stuff that's like they do it so often. I think that's what makes it worse. It's like every other day they're posting something about how bad men are. And then men do the same thing. And I feel like men are doing it more now than they used to. Um, And they're just like constantly complaining about like women and how women do this and they don't do that. And they need this or like I only like women like this. And it's like, dude. That is not helping you. Because if I see a guy like post stuff like that, I am not going to message you or respond to your message if you message me. Just saying. Like, I'm not going to date you if you post stuff like that. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> like, if you're posting that kind of stuff on the regular, that is insane. Insane. And it's always like the same stuff, too. It's like, uh, what do they say? Oh, women are always complaining about toxic masculinity. It's like, okay, I'm not, you know, do I think some men are toxic? Yeah. Have I dated men that are toxic? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I want to date another person that's toxic? No. No, I don't. Which is why now I'm like much more selective. So... Yeah, I think that's funny. But yeah, don't post stuff like that all the time. Maybe once in a while is okay. But if you're posting it all the time, yeah, that's a huge turnoff. Like, I'm not going to be attracted to somebody who's always hating on women all the time. And I don't know why you guys think that I would approve of that. I'm like, I'm a woman. Why would I support that kind of behavior? No. No, and then they post these like cringe Andrew Tate videos all the time. And it's like, dude, uh, you're not Andrew Tate, okay? And even if you were, like, Andrew Tate is such a garbage person. Oh my god! And like, not even like even before like all the allegations and everything, like I just wasn't an Andrew Tate fan. Like, I prefer somebody like Jordan Peterson over Andrew Tate. You know, like at least he has a brain. Like he's probably one of the smartest people on earth. Like. I don't know. I, yeah. If you, I think Andrew Tate is kind of like, um, a lot of guys identify with him. Cause I think he just tells men what they want to hear a little bit. Um, cause he's living his life the way he wants to live his life. He's not necessarily living his life the right way. In my opinion, I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I do think that there are better role models that you could choose, uh, for sure. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wanted to, I don't know. I see it all the time, all the time. And that's why I don't even scroll through Facebook anymore. Cause it just drives me nuts. Like I see stuff, I'll scroll for a little bit and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got my fix for today, but I see stuff sometimes. And the reason I scroll too is like, cause people get mad at me if I don't like their stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it all the time, but yeah, that's just men and women. Stop doing that, please. God, it's so annoying. 
<laughs> anyway, time for some high vibes. I feel like I've been a little bit low vibe the first part of this episode. So that's that was very rude of me. Um, I went to my best friend's wedding. Speaking of dating, uh, an actual success story of dating apps. <laughs> my my best friend Emily met um, her husband Montel on a dating app. I think. Yeah, they did. I don't remember which one it was, but they matched on one, and or maybe he found her on Facebook. I don't know. I don't remember. But they matched on a dating app. I know that. Um, and now they're married. So you know what? I hate on the apps all the time because I don't do them. I think dating apps are horrible. I think it's probably one of the worst things you could do as a single person. Um, I think the better thing to do is just focus on yourself and your self-development and healing trauma. I think that is probably a smarter thing to do. Um, instead of hopping on dating apps, literally right after you get out of a relationship, which I've done, I've done it, I've done it. And it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea, guys. Stay off the freaking dating apps. Get off of them. And if you're having a lot of like repeated negative bad situations when you're on dating apps yeah definitely get off of them get off of them you'll feel so much better i promise um i don't know if you'll find your husband this way but you'll at least feel better i know that so (laughs) um yeah so i went to their wedding and it was a fantastic wedding it was so much fun oh my gosh so i need to adjust my microphone and i'm afraid this table is gonna okay it like toppled a little bit and i was like "Uh uh-oh okay we're good um it was such a beautiful wedding so i don't know how many people were there but it was i don't know probably around 150 people i mean it was a big wedding and there were so many bridesmaids and i was a bridesmaid my first time ever being a bridesmaid it was so fun so exciting and i'm honored emily by the way thank you so much for having me be a part of that because that was just one of the most beautiful things I've ever been a part of. And it was so much fun. And I just, I was just so happy the whole time. Cause I'm like, I've known these two people, like actually funny enough, I've known Montel longer than I've known Emily. So Emily is like who I would consider probably my best friend. Um, I don't really have like a, you know, a top 10 list of my best friends. Cause like I have tons of friends. Like I talk to all kinds of people. Um, but as far as people I actually hang out with, there's very few people that I actually hang out with in real life. And Emily's one of them. Um, and she's an amazing human being. And I met Montel because we worked together at AT&T. And we, you know, kind of became co-worker buddies. Like we would always, you know, talk and, you know, talk trash and just joke around or whatever. And we were just cool. And then... Um, he started dating Emily. I don't know how long. It was maybe like six months after I started working there. Um, and I remember he was telling me about her. And, and I remember he was like, you know, doing the whole dating app thing and, you know, probably not having much luck. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, I remember he was on the dating apps. I think we all were at that point. Everybody that was single that worked there. I think we were all on the dating apps back then, <laughs> especially Chris Jones. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, no, we were all on there. We were all just, yeah, striking out on the dating ass. But yeah, and then he he said something, I think, when we were in the break room or something. He's like, oh, you know, I met this girl and blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what all he said. I, I'm not even going to pretend I remember because it was so long ago. This was back in, um, 
I want to say this was 2015. So eight years ago. Oh my gosh. That's a long time ago. So yeah, so I've known Emily for almost eight years. Holy crap. I didn't realize that. Time flies, man. Anyways, so yeah, so they started dating and then Montel invited me to, I think it was his birthday party. I can't remember. Um, and we all got drunk, you know, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. And by the end of the night, me and Emily were like hugging each other and we were like, I love you. I love you. And we just like instantly became friends. Like we were vibing. Like it was awesome. Like we were just, yeah, like friends from day one. And ever since then, we've been friends. Like we've had, you know, times where maybe we didn't talk or hang out as much. You know, we've had gone through our little um, whatever where we just kind of lose contact for a little bit but we always pick right back up where we we were last for so um she's one of those friends that like I can go three months without seeing her and then I see her and it's like I just saw her the other day like that's just how how we are we're very low maintenance friends and I think that's important when you're somebody who is trying to really achieve great things it's important to have low maintenance friends um because sometimes you have friends and it's like you constantly are having to like do things for them or be around them and revolve your whole schedule around them. And it's like, yeah, that's too much for me. Um, and same thing with like relationships too. Like if you have somebody you're with that wants to hang out like every single day, it's like, Jesus, no, <laughs> we're not married yet. Okay. I don't want to see you every day. Like no. Uh, now if we're like, in a serious relationship we've been together for a while maybe we're like getting close to like moving in together okay okay cool but yeah I don't want to see somebody every day um but yeah so Emily and Montel got married but um before that yeah we just we'd been friends for so long and so a lot of times that we hung out though it was just me and Emily like Montel wasn't even there and then once they started to get more serious like then it was like I would just go to their house, you know, and they would both be there. But, you know, me and Emily have gone out and um, had fun together so many times. And just, yeah, she's an amazing human. And it's been incredible to see just both of our growth over time since we met. And, like, we both opened businesses. And um, we both went through some really tough times. And helped each other, you know, through those tough times and just kind of try to stay positive together. Like, Hey man, I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling. And it's like, yeah, me too, dude. It sucks. And it's like, yeah, it freaking sucks. It's like, but we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through it. And it's important. I think have friends like that. And also, um, Emily and Montel are both older than me, so they're not that much older than me, but they're a few years older than me. And I think, um, that's been really good for me. That's been really good for me because I'm learning from their mistakes a little bit. Um, I'm not learning from their mistakes, but like learning from their life lessons. So when I'm going through something, Emily's like, oh yeah, girl, already been through it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I feel better. I already feel better just knowing that you've been through it. So you know how to get out of it or you know how to deal with it. You know how to process it. Like it also, she's a therapist, so she's, incredibly emotionally intelligent but 
um, <laughs> yeah, we've been through a lot of similar life things and having her to lean on and having her to just talk to when I'm dealing with things that she's also been through has been just so helpful for me. Um, and, and Montel too, like, he's just a really, really intelligent person. Um, really caring. Like he really just, he cares about other people. He gives to other people, like he's a generous guy and he wants to see other people win. Um, obviously he wants to win too, but he wants to see his friends win. He wants to see his friends do great things. And I think that's what makes Montel really special. I think that's why people are like magnets with Montel. Like people love Montel. Everybody loves Montel. So, um, he's just like such a positive, uh, guy and, and Emily too. Like she's just, they're so great together. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about marriage. And that's why I want to get married is because it's and Lex Friedman's talked about this. It's like, you know, by myself, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty awesome. Like, I'll just say that, like, I'm a, I'm a cool person. Like I, I have a lot of things that I have achieved in life and I'm good at a lot of things and I work really hard and, um, I, I'm always looking for the next challenge. I'm very driven. Um, so by myself, it's like, yeah, I'm cool. Like I'm good. But I know that with the right partner, that I would be just a powerhouse. Like we would be a power, we'd become more of like a we thing, but we both have like our own thing going on. And that's what Montel and Emily have. Like they both have their own thing and they, you know, they both have their own hobbies. They both have their own friend groups and, but they, they make decisions as a couple and they talk about life. They talk about the future. They plan their future and that has been the biggest thing that I've learned from them and that I kind of want to take and carry over to my next relationship is just things that I've learned from them on how they handle situations, how they make decisions. And it's what whether they make the right decisions all the time or not doesn't matter. And I don't know if they do because it's none of my business. Like their personal decisions and their their stuff is none of my business. Um, but I really appreciate too just like how um, how much they've tried to help me and not even just, you know, with taking me to their wedding and, and having me in their wedding and all that kind of stuff, but also just the wisdom and knowledge that they've given me because I, I truly think that is what makes them great is because they're both such intelligent people. They're both so driven and ambitious and hardworking. And Emily is the type of person who, I feel like I can come to for anything um, and not feel judged. And that has been the best thing about being friends with her, I would say. Um, obviously, besides the fact that we have fun together and all that stuff. But like that has been one of the most valuable things that I've gotten from our friendship is just that feeling of not being judged. Because there are certain people in my life that I won't tell certain things because I'm like, oh, they're going to judge me for that. You know, and I hate feeling like that. So... I just really appreciate the lack of judgment <laughs> from Emily. But what I was getting to is the fact that they're both so intelligent, the fact that they're both so driven and they both want um, a great life. That's what they really want. They both want freedom. They both want financial freedom. They both want just a great life. And so their, their vision, their values are aligned. So their vision makes sense. 
you know, they're not two people, two people's visions competing with one another. Like they have, they have their own lane, they have their own things that they do, but their overall vision of what they want their life to look like, um, that's what's most important. So having the right partner can really enhance your life. And that's why I think that choosing, um, your life partner is probably top five most important decisions you ever make in your life. Um, and I don't take it lightly. I don't, I don't, um, I used to because I wasn't as smart as I am now, but now I've realized that this is a monumental decision. Um, and maybe before I was attracting the wrong people, I think. And now that I've kind of elevated myself a little bit and gotten rid of, you know, some bad habits, I've um, become a lot more disciplined. I've just changed my priorities. I think that's why now it's like I will attract that partner that I really want and that's going to be good for me because there's going to be no more of like the toxic uh, relationships in my life. I mean, that's just no, because that's another thing I was going to say. So like the right partner can enhance your life, but the wrong partner can really tear you down. And I've seen it happen to so many people. And I think that's why I'm just like so patient right now with like with dating. Like I'm not dating anyone. I'm not going on dates. Um, I don't really have any desire to anytime soon. Um, unless it's like, I'm really like sold on a person, you know, like really sold. So yeah. Um, but it's because I think it's important to be selective in, you know, and not overlook things. Cause I've definitely overlooked things before, but finding, yeah, finding that right partner is just, man, it can really change your life. And I've seen it happen with so many people where they find the right partner and it really just, their life just explodes. I mean, things just start to really, really work out. And, um, and that's what I've seen with Emily and Montel. Cause when I met Montel, Montel was broke. Okay. Montel was driving a Sebring and I was driving a Sebring too. We had that Sebring struggle, (laughs) but We had flat tires all the time because we both drove uh, Chrysler Sebrings and the tires are terrible. Uh, Well, really not the tire, like the wheel well. But anyways, yeah, so uh, Montel was, you know, he was 25 when I met him. He was broke Um, or maybe he wasn't that broke, but he was like, you know, it wasn't rich or whatever. Um, And in seeing him now, it's just like, Wow what a freaking transformation and they looked so good they looked so good in their wedding oh my god emily first of all slayed absolutely slayed she slayed the rehearsal too like she looked hot in the rehearsal i'm like dang if this is what you look like when the rehearsal i'm like i can't wait to see what you look like on the wedding day and she looked absolutely stunning um her dress was so beautiful and she just yeah she looked amazing um yeah, it was really, really cool to see her like all done up like that. I mean, she's obviously beautiful, but like just to see her all done up like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's a queen. But anyways, and then, and then uh, Montel, he had this like, I don't remember what the pattern was, but it was like a really cool looking uh, suit that he was wearing. Like the jacket had like this like really cool pattern and his hair looked really nice and he just looked fly. Like he looked so fly. So, um, beautiful couple like seriously 
I love those people so much. Um, I just wanted to shout them out a little bit on the podcast because I just am really excited to see, you know, their future. And I don't think, you know, anything's really going to change with like their relationship. It's just now it's like legally official, but they're still Emily and Montel to me. So it's not like anything has changed. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see see where you know where they continue to go because every time i talk to them it seems like they're just leveling up and leveling up every single time and um it's really cool to see so cheers to emily and montel i don't have i have a water so we'll we'll do a cheers but anyways yeah i just want to talk about that because that was a pretty big um event life event that happened with me recently so i wanted to talk about that and then um this weekend, I went to watch the fights. So last night, I went to watch the fights at Ameristar Casino uh, in St. Charles, Missouri. I said Missouri because that's how um, that's how a lot of people say it here. But um, it's Missouri, by the way. I don't know why. I don't know why people say Missouri. Like, I don't know where that started. So if anybody knows where that started, let me know in the comments. But yeah, I went to Ameristar Casino last night, and I went to watch the fights. Great card. Oh my god, it was awesome. Great fights. Good matchups. Um, yeah, it was awesome. But um, there were some strange things going on at Ameristar Casino. First of all, I saw, um, I saw Joaquin Buckley there. I didn't say hi to him because I saw him kind of from, from afar, I think. But um, I saw him there. And then, I, oh, yeah, and Matt Hughes was there. So there were some UFC fighters there and former UFC fighters. But I thought that was cool. But, yeah, I was at Ameristar Casino. Um, and if you don't know Shamrock Fighting Championship, it's a local promotion here in St. Louis. They do fights, like, every other month or something like that. Every few months. But, um... Yeah, I was a little shook. I'm not going to lie. I was. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this because it's like I just can't even believe that it actually happened. And it's not funny. That's the thing, too. But I know I'm going to laugh talking about it and I don't want people to think I'm laughing at it. But it's like cause I just I'm laughing because I, I can't believe how stupid some people are. That's why I'm laughing. It's not because I think it's funny. I think it's it's because I'm laughing at like, wow, you're actually a human being. Jesus, like you actually figured out how to get out of bed and whatever. I'm not going to. OK, um, <laughs> so there was this guy. So me and Amber went to the fights, right? My friend Amber, we all, we always if I have somebody with me at the fights, it's usually Amber. And then if I have other people, OK, cool. But usually it's Amber. Um, since I met her, I met her like a little over a year ago. Um, she's my fight buddy, but anyways, so we were sitting down and we're in the general admission section. So it's like, or or not the general admission, but like the back, you know, we're not like, we don't have any fancy seats, which would have been cool. Um, it would have been nice if we had like VIP, you know, but that's okay. But, um, we were sitting there and this guy behind us is just at first I didn't know who it was talking because I didn't look behind me 
So I didn't know it was a white guy. I didn't know. And I looked behind me like later and I realized he was white. And I was like, what? Because he was shouting racial slurs um, the whole time. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Um, and at one point, I mean, he was definitely probably drunk, I guess. Um, at one point, the security guard, <laughs> the security guard came over and was like, or no, no, first, okay, first, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. So first what happened was he took his shirt off at one point during the fights. Um, yeah, what? No, don't do that. How about don't do that? Don't do that. Okay. If you're in public, unless somebody requests you to, like if you're a bodybuilder and it's like, show us your muscles, you know, whatever. Okay. I could see them maybe making a pass for that. But like, unless you're Chris Bumstead and like, like just keep your shirt on in public. Like, what are you doing? Unless you're outside or you're at the gym, like at the gym. Okay, fine. Or outside. Sure. But, like, we're at a casino, buddy. Don't take your shirt off. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? And, like, at least if you're going to take your shirt off in public, please be jacked. Please be jacked. Be jacked. If you're not, what is going on? And flexing? Like, what are you, like, why are you flexing? Why? Like, uh, please be jacked if you're going to do that. That's all I ask. That's all I ask, you know? Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why that happened? I don't know. And, and then continued shouting racial slurs. Um, and nobody seemed to really care what was going on. And I was very confused. And then, but at one point the security guard came over when he had his shirt off and she was like, uh, you know, are you trying to get kicked out of here? And he's like, are you trying to kick me out or something like that? And then I guess they just told him to put his shirt back on, but then he took it off again later. And this guy, I just, I don't know what his deal was. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know this person. I don't know this guy's name. I don't know anything about him. So, um, I hope this isn't somebody I know, um, and just didn't recognize, but I, I don't think I know this person because I don't associate with people like that. Um, and he kept saying the same thing. He was like, pick that up and slam on the ground. And I'm like, dude, this is kickboxing, you idiot. Like, it's kickboxing. They can't. It's not MMA. I'm like, OK, so he's probably drunk. Whatever. I'll give him a pass. And then he kept saying and I'm like, oh. And then he was still shouting racial slurs. And I was, I wanted to say something so bad. I wanted to say something, but I'm like, that's what he wants. He wants me to react. And then I'm going to have to deal with him all night until he gets kicked out, which it seems like they're not willing to kick him out for taking his shirt off. So I'm like, well, they're probably not going to kick him out. Um, Cause I feel like they would have at this point, but it's like, dude, step it up. Ameristar, get better security. Also, why did he not get kicked out? But you guys, walked up to me before I was even in line. We're like, I am going to need to see some ID. I'm like, bro, I'm 27 years old. Do I really look 
under like do i look underage like that because i get carded like this all the time like i told you guys the um the non-alcoholic beer id story when they carded me four times for a freaking non-alcoholic beer like what is the deal but it's like also don't come up to me like that you know don't come up to me like that i don't like that excuse me i'm gonna need the way he walked up to me was just so oh my god i was like dude no um immediately no (laughs) but then you know i showed him my id whatever it's like okay thank you so why are you harass like why are you acting like i'm a criminal for looking young and wanting to see my id but then this guy gets away scot-free i'm like what is the deal that is just so bizarre to me like don't act all tough if you're not going to kick this guy out Okay, kick him out and then you can act tough after that. If you're afraid to kick out this guy with the shirt off. Yeah, don't come at me about my ID like thinking I'm underage. Okay, no. God. Step it up, Ameristar Casino, St. Charles. Jesus. I mean, (laughs) I might leave a Yelp review. I won't. I won't. Because uh, I don't have time for that. The, that's people that have way too much free time, by the way. If you have enough free time to trap, unless you lost thousands of dollars um, because somebody like scammed you or something, it's like, dude, why are you leaving a review? My tater tots weren't hot enough and I want to cry about it on the internet. Like, dude, no. No. Stop. Like, the the thing, the things I've read that people write on reviews or things I've seen on Facebook too. I'm like, you have way too much free time, way too much. And also you let very little things bother you and you're not going to be very happy person. If you let very little things bother you, um, only let big things bother you. Okay. Like pick your freaking battles. Um, yeah, I just, that's hilarious to me, but anyways, but other than that, the fights were great. (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that was just ridiculous i hate casinos by the way so like i i only go there because it's the fights i don't i don't go to casinos i don't gamble i'm not a gambler i like i'm not very good with money to begin with so i'm like i don't need to add gambling on top of that um like i I feel like i'm still learning more about money like over time because i didn't really have anybody to teach me about money the right way as a child so um now I'm like learning things the hard way um and I've been learning things about money like over time like I definitely know a lot more now than I did like five years ago definitely but I still feel like I'm like behind the curve a little bit with money like that's the one thing that I feel like I really want to learn more about like this year and just like learning about like you know I don't know just learning more about money and stuff like that but anyways um, but I don't gamble on it. I don't like gambling at all. That's why I say to people when they ask me about betting on the fights, I'm like, I would never bet on the fights. That's insane. I'm like, no, like I'm not willing to lose any money. Like, I'm just not like, I don't know. I don't like gambling. Too risky for me. No, thank you. I just, I know so many people that gamble and it's just like, oh God, like, the kind of people you surround yourself with when you gamble is just, I don't know. 
sometimes it's not the best crowd some some people that gamble are really cool like i know a lot of people that are really good at gambling they love like betting on fights they love betting on all kinds of stuff and they're really cool like a lot of people that gamble are cool but like some people that gamble it's like you can tell it's like a real problem and that's when like it turns you into like a different person um but yeah so i don't gamble but i went to the casino for the fights so had to go to the casino also did not help my allergies at all because it's all smoky in there it's gross and i and i used to smoke so it's like yeah i mean i used to not care about that stuff but now i have severe allergies and asthma so yeah maybe i care a little bit now okay um yeah that was just something else something else but great fights great fights i'm glad i went it was fun i needed to get out but i was exhausted when i got home i'm so so i i started a new job so i have a new job now um i'm back to doing sales but this time instead of running the whole business i'm just doing the sales side so and i'm not i'm not doing insurance anymore i'm doing inside sales um business to business and so I think it's a very, very good fit for me. It's very low stress for me. It's something I'm good at. So I like it. And I like that I can just, when I'm at work, I focus on work. When I'm at home, I focus on all my other stuff that I have going on. So it's not a, it's not a job that's like consuming me mentally. And that's, what I, that's exactly what I was looking for. Basically, I got exactly what I was looking for. Um, I posted something on Facebook that I was looking for a job. I kind of just described what I was looking for and this is exactly what what I said what I wanted so um it just goes to show like manifestation is real it really is when you um speak things into existence when you tell whether you believe in God or you believe in the universe or you don't believe in any of it whatever whoever you're telling like what you want which I think is a good thing you know whether you just write it down and tell it to yourself um, or if you speak it into existence, like I typically like to do, um, but I also like to write things down. I also like to, um, just like make commitments to other people too, to hold me accountable to things. Um, so that way I'm more likely to push and push and push to like actually achieve what I'm looking to achieve is when I have other people that know what my goals are so they can hold me accountable for them. But I think that, um, yeah, manifestation is real. Cause I, it, it's seriously, if I go back and look at the post and I don't even know if it's still up, I might've deleted it. Cause I, fa- cause once I found the job, I probably went back and deleted it. So nobody would keep commenting on it. Cause there was a lot of people that commented on it. Um, and I never thought to do that. Like, cause I was looking at these jobs and like indeed and all this stuff. I'm like, this is, there's no way I would do this. Like these jobs sound horrible. Like, a lot of jobs now are just not good, like not appealing whatsoever to me, but I'm, I have, you know, severe ADHD. So I'm just like squirrel, you know, that's my personality. I'm not good with like organization, admin, that kind of stuff, but I'm really good at sales and I'm really good at networking, communicating and talking to people. So there's that. Um, but a lot of these jobs, it's just like for what they're paying, it's like, dude, you're expecting a lot for what you're paying. Um, and it kind of, kind of made me think to like back to when I was running my agency. Cause I, I ran an insurance agency before, um, before this job and I decided to leave because it was just like consuming me completely. And, um, 
and because I have lupus, like I'm very sensitive to stress and stress causes a lot of my flare ups. So it was, I mean, it was really, really bad for my health, really bad. Like I was at the point where I was like, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, for like one more day, I was like, I, I, th- I don't have even one more second left in me. <laughs> like I am just, I was so fatigued all the time. I was falling asleep at my desk. It was, I was in pain constantly. Um, it was really bad. It was my skin. Like I had rashes all over my body, um, uh, which that's, that's a big thing with lupus too. You get a lot of skin issues and rashes. So I had rashes all over my body. It was like, my skin was all like bleeding half the time, like cracked and like, it was horrible. And I was just itching constantly. Like I remember it was, Oh God, it was so bad. Like every time I took a shower, I would be itching really like extremely bad for about two or three hours. Um, and I couldn't do anything besides just like sit there and scratch my skin. Like it was so bad. And it was, um, because of the la- the rashes from lupus, from all the stress that I was dealing with. Cause I don't have that anymore. Okay. I'm back. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have to sneeze. Hold on. It's not coming out, but my nose is like, it's tingly. It's so tingly, but there's no sneeze and I can't get it out. Oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. And my eyes are burning. My eyes have been just like swollen shut like for like a week. Like I am struggling right now with my allergies. But anyways, um, what the heck was I talking about? I went to the bathroom and I completely forgot everything that I was talking about. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, I was talking about stressful jobs. Um, yeah, cause owning an insurance agency is not for the weak. Um, I commend you if you do it and you're great at it, man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Not for me, not for me. Um, and I kind of, you know, had that fear going into it that that's what would happen in the back of my mind. I was a little worried, but I was like, well, this is my chance. You know, this is my big break. And then I was like, mm, this is not what I want with my life. No, I don't want this life. So I was like, I should probably get out of it right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm like sniffling and oh, my God. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you if you're watching this, you can see me like probably. Oh, my God. OK, anyways, moving on. I'm trying to get the sneeze out. It won't come out. Um, Yeah, so. I just knew that for what I really wanted in life, that I had to give that up. Um, I had to start over. And starting over is not easy. It's not fun. And also I was dealing with a health issue. So at that point I was like, it got to the point where I couldn't even work um, for a while. And I, I was just very sick. I was very depressed. I was very... Yeah, not in a good place. Not in a good place at all. Um, I tried to hide it as the best I could, but it was hard. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm dying over here. But um, but you notice the difference like now. Like right now, like I don't feel good. You know, my allergies are really bad right now. I'm freaking, I mean, you hear my voice. It sounds horrible. And I'm sneezing and my eyes are burning and I look like a mess and yeah, but I feel good. I'm happy and I'm healthy. I mean, I'm 
sneezing and stuff. But other than that, like, I mean, I'm eating healthy and I feel good and I have energy. Um, but if I would have had this happen like a few months ago, I'd been like out of commission, you know, for weeks. I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm dying. And I would, it would just make me feel worse. But right now I'm just like powering through it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, this is not even a big deal. And that's how I used to be like for a while. I think it was whenever I was more, I think that's why getting back into MMA has really been good for me. It's really been good for me because it motivates me and it, it just gives me something to be excited about and it builds community because I can talk to other people about it. It's a common interest and it's just been really, really fun. Like having that in my life, um, with talking about MMA and then hopefully soon I'm going to start training MMA again, uh, or training boxing and then getting into MMA, um, like starting to do like jujitsu and wrestling and stuff down the road. But yeah, so I, I don't know where I was going with that, but (laughs) the point is since I've started over, um, it didn't happen instantly, but I'm starting to like get back to that point now. Like I felt pretty good, like the last month or so, um, I feel a lot better mentally. And when I feel better mentally, I feel better, better physically. So yeah. And, and I've still stayed in my gym routine and I haven't, you know, stopped doing any of those things. It's just like, that's not a cure for depression. Like it definitely helps. And I'm, I think I would probably still be in a depression right now if I didn't do those things. So it's definitely very helpful. I still think that, you know, medication or other, um, like therapy, other things are definitely better for depression. Um, if you have access to those things, then, or like not better, but like more proven effective, um, like going to the gym, isn't just going to cure your depression. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not, um, it's definitely going to help you though. And it's going to get you, it's going to help you get out of it faster for sure. Um, but that's just having a good routine in general. We'll do that. Um, I do think that the biggest thing that the gym does for me though, is gives me confidence and with confidence. I mean, that confidence is so key to everything in life. And I think it's because you're, when you're in the gym, like you're making progress, you're, you have goals, you have short-term goals, long-term goals. You have, you learn a lot of concepts that are really helpful for just regular life. And I talked about this with my, um, I may interview with uh, Sam Primo. We talked about this quite a bit. But if your job is keeping you from being healthy, then um, I think I think you should consider maybe a different job or a different career, a different industry, whatever. Like, like I got out of insurance because I noticed that like when I was doing insurance, like I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't. I really wasn't. I thought I was happy at, at times and I kept telling myself I was, um, but I wasn't. I wasn't much happier now because I can be myself. I can be authentic. And I think that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been looking for. I've been looking for um, the ability to just be myself and be around people who also want to win. People that are um, like-minded, have common interests and yeah, that's, that's just what I want. I don't want to feel like I'm having to change who I am because I'm an insurance agent and I'm supposed to act this certain way. And people, my customers want me to be like this and 
people want me to act like this because i was just i would tell people i'm like i'm really straightforward and direct um i know that a lot of you know maybe insurance agents aren't all like that and i get you know that might be different but i'm like this is just how i like to do things um because it was the first time in my life that i could sell things the way i wanted to instead of selling it the way somebody told me to because i was my own boss um i didn't want to be pushy with people i didn't want to do all the things that they teach you to do like those all those old school sleazy sales tricks it's like dude cringe cringe all that stuff is so cringe oh my god don't do it anymore if you're in sales and you're still doing stuff the slimy old school way please please stop it's nobody likes it like everybody hates you okay um everybody thinks you're a scam artist so just stop doing it um and i've been there i know a lot of sales jobs they teach you they really brainwash you like they want you to be yeah i got i get it but try to find a company that won't do that um would be my suggestion um make sure that the company that you work for aligns with your values i think that's very important and that's something that um Alex and Layla Hormozy talk about a lot is like not negotiating your values. And that's something that I've really, really, um, I don't know, just really been thinking about lately. And that's kind of what I was looking for with my new job. Cause like I, I, I left my insurance agency at the end of February. So I waited a long time to get a job. Um, and I was working by the way, I was doing Instacart and uber eats okay so not what i wanted to be doing for sure but i was like this is something that i can just quit whenever i want so it's not like i have to give them notice it's not like i'm gonna get all invested in the company i'm like i just do it on my own because that's the thing it's like it's almost like dating to me like having a job or being with a company is almost like being in a relationship i mean it is a relationship and it's like you don't just want to hop from one company to another um Unless it's like way better of an opportunity, then of course, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. It's like I knew that I wasn't going to find the right thing right away. I, I just knew that because what I was looking for was something that was not common. Um, I was looking for just being able to be an authentic energy and be myself. And I was looking for good culture. I was looking for something that's Monday through Friday, nine to five. I was looking for something that wouldn't be super, super demanding physically. Um, something that won't stress me out and keep me up at night. And yeah, and I got exactly what I was looking for. So that's great. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to find that right away. Um, I knew that. So I was patient. I was patient. Because it's like, if I would have jumped to another job, I either would have done really bad at it because I was in a bad place, really bad place mentally, really bad place physically too. Like I have lupus. So it's like anywhere I work, it's like, I have to worry about that. Like it, it is this job going to cause my illness to flare up? Because if it does, then I'm not going to be able to work here because I'm going to have to call off all the time because I'm sick. Um, So I needed something that wouldn't, cause that to happen um so it's like very high stress jobs just like wouldn't work for me they just wouldn't work or being around really toxic negative people wouldn't work for me either um those are the biggest things and 
because when I'm feeling good, like I'm, I will work. My work ethic is absolutely bananas. Like I will just say that I have a crazy work ethic when I'm feeling good, like when I'm actually healthy. But if I'm having a flare up, like that all goes out the freaking window because I'm sick. Like I can't, um, but that doesn't happen if I don't have things triggering it. So that's what I've noticed is that when I have like really negative people around me constantly or just like really like high stress situations, then it's like, yeah, that's just too much for me. It makes it really hard for me to function. But, um, yeah, so it's perfect. Everything. Yeah, it's exactly what I need. And I don't even mind like going into the office. Like that's not even a big deal to me. It's like I kind of want to get out of my house. Like I w- I kind of wanted something to work from home, but now I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't really care um right now about working from home. Like it's not really important to me right now. Um because like I was doing Instacart and Uber, so I was not at home. Like I was I could be at home when I wasn't working, but it was like like if I was like, you know, in between deliveries or something, but it's like yeah, no. Um, I mean, it actually wasn't it, like it was more money than I expected it would be. Like, I'll be honest, like I didn't think I was going to make any money doing Uber in Instacart, but I actually made like pretty decent, like not not anything to brag about, but like it was decent. It was more than I thought it would be. Um, but I was like, yeah, I, can, I mean, hopefully I'm like, hopefully I find a good, you know, solid job so I can stop doing this. But I'm like, I'm not settling. I'm not settling. I'm not settling. I'm not going to rush into something and I'm not going to work for like some sleaze bag or like work with a bunch of people that are just not good because it's then I run the risk of, you know, making bad decisions, hanging out with the wrong people. Like there's so many consequences from choosing um, the wrong job, like your health and things like that. Like people just, um, yeah, it's important. So um, right now it's like there's a lot of different jobs available so if you don't like your job, maybe look around, you know, see what's going on somewhere else. I'm not telling you to quit your job, by the way. Don't quit your job if if you need your job. Like, go find find the other job first. <laughs> don't do what I did. What I did is crazy. But I closed the business. It wasn't like I had a job. So it was a little, little bit of a different situation. Like, I was losing money. So it was a little different situation. Like, I was like, ah, I got to get out of here. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, I need to... Um, do something temporarily until I find the right opportunity. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to get paid, you know, pennies to do because I have skills. I'm like, I have 10 years of sales and customer service experience and I like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not going to settle for nothing. Um, but yeah, so I found a nice job and I like the people. I like the owner and I like, yeah, I like the job. It's great. So yes, good news. Um, but yeah, so I'm in just like more of a routine now, um, which is good because before it was a little bit more chaotic and I think I definitely need a little bit, a little bit of structure. So that's been good. And I have been, um, doing ice path every single day since I started And I was doing ice bath like every other day before, but now I've been doing it like every single day because it makes a night and day difference with like my focus. It's kind of like taking, uh, you know, an Adderall or something like that's what it kind of feels like. Um, I feel very motivated. I feel 
I just feel more focused whenever I do an ice bath in the morning. So I've been doing it every day. And somebody like tried to tell me that it's like not technically an ice bath. I'm like, can you just shut up? Like, can you just, (laughs) I'm sorry, that was rude. Like, why, like, it's a bathtub and I put ice in it and it's cold. It's freezing cold. Like, what do you want? They're like, well, technically it has to be 32 degrees for it to be considered an ice bath. That's my impression of some idiot on the internet. Um, and I'm like, okay, what's your point here? Like, what are, what is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish by telling me that this isn't an ice bath? Is, does that help you? Like, does that make you feel better? I don't, I don't quite understand. Like when people get so into the weeds with things like that, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is, I don't know. I just, I actually thought it was hilarious, but um, like I, I actually like wanted him to keep going because I was like, this is so entertaining because he was he was literally writing like paragraphs and I was like, oh my god, please keep typing. This is so funny. But I, I, I just love the things that people have time for. It just kind of amazes me. But anyways, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm gonna sneeze again. Ah, my eyes are watering. This is horrible. I hate allergies. Get them out of here. And I took an Allegra earlier. It didn't do anything. All my money back, Allegra. Actually, it wasn't even Allegra. It was the generic brand. But whatever. But, but anyways, so yeah, so I have a new job and I'm doing ice bath every single day. That's been helping a lot with my joint pain, by the way. Um, my joint pain is slowly going away. So it's my knee is much better. My hip is getting there. Um... I'm still, you know, working out every week. Um, been doing like three days a week lately, though, so I'm not going crazy. I'll probably because I I think I want to stick to three days a week because I think I'm going to try to start training like boxing or something soon, um, like within the next couple weeks. So, yeah, I wanted to wait until I had like a job and like a schedule before I started anything. Cause it's like, I want to make sure that whatever gym I go to or whatever, um, classes I take, like align with my schedule and like, I can get there on time if I'm leaving from work. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to make sure it would all work out, but, um, yeah. So the ice bath every day has been huge for me. And you can make fun of me all you want for doing my ice bath. You can tell me I'm crazy, whatever. Um, Please, though, if you're going to try it, don't start, like, with it freezing cold. Like, just start with, like, just the cold water. Like, don't even put ice in it. And, like, slowly work your way up. Because, like, and don't sit in there for, like, 30 minutes. Like, sit in there for, like, three minutes. Like, you don't need to be in there all the time. Like, I don't know. Some people take it to the extreme. It's like, dude. (laughs) Like, chill out. Um, Speaking of ice bath, that reminds me of Joe Rogan. So, apparently, this is some juicy, juicy gossip, guys. Apparently, uh, Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer are beefing, I heard. Comedy drama. Comedy gossip. Whatever you want to call it. Um, Yeah. So, I was watching Theo Vaughn's podcast with Mark Normand. And they were talking, 
Mark was talking about like, oh yeah, when two friends are fighting and they were kind of joking around. And then Theo was like, oh, like Bert and Joe, is that who you're talking about? And he was like, oh, well, I wasn't going to say that because we're not supposed to talk about it. But he's like, oh, my bad, you know, and it's Theo. So he's just being Theo. But God, I love Theo, man. Uh, anyways, he's, yeah, that's, that's my guy. That's my freaking spirit animal, Theo Vaughn. Oh my gosh. I love that guy. But anyways, um, gosh, I feel like I'm going to sneeze again. What is going on? It won't like the sneeze just won't come out. It's like stuck in my nose. Um, yeah. So Theo, um, you know, spilled the beans on Bert and Joe, but I'm like, I wonder what they're beefing about. Cause like, I remember last year, Bert, um, no, it was Joe talking about Bert. He was like, no, they were together. It was when it was Tom Segura, Ari, Bert, and Joe. They were all together. And Joe was just like really being hard on Bert. And it was really funny, actually. Because he was like calling him out for like, you know, basically like lying, like saying like, he was like, oh, I have great shoulders. And Joe was like, no, you don't. <laughs> Because, like, Bert, like, thinks he's in, like, great shape, but he's, like, he's just really not, and he's really unhealthy, and Joe's, like, yeah, you're not healthy, and he's, like, well, I'm in great shape, and it's, like, no, you're not, <laughs> and Joe is just trying to be real with him, and I feel like, um, yeah, maybe Bert is perhaps a little bit, a little bit delusional, I would say, um, but here's the thing about Bert Kreischer, so, like, a lot of people, I know a lot of people I know really like Bert Kreischer, and they like his comedy, and so I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings saying this, but like, I actually don't like Burt Kreischer's comedy at all. Um, I, I can't, I think it's like almost unwatchable. Like I'm, and I'm not saying that to be rude. I just like, I don't quite understand, um, the whole like obsession with it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's, I really don't like it. I'm, and I'm sorry. Like I've tried to like it. Like I feel bad. Like I honestly feel bad. Um, saying this because I know so many people like it and I'm sorry guys but I just don't like it I don't like it I'm sorry and I normally don't give negative opinions on here I normally only give positive reviews so I'm sorry I'm giving a negative one I, the only other one I've done that was negative I think was Morgan Wallen um, so Morgan Wallen and Burt Kreischer are on my shit list I guess <laughs> I'm sorry um but I always thought that Bert was really funny on podcasts, though. I always thought he was hilarious. I thought he was, like, a nice little fun addition to, like, a lot of the conversations and just, like, his laugh. And um, and I actually really liked his podcast, too. Not Bertcast, but the cooking one. Um, and that's how I found out about Sam Tripoli. And now, like, Sam Tripoli, he's the person that told me to do my freaking podcast in the first place. So it's, like, it's just crazy, like, how um, how you get connected to certain people. But, like, yeah, that was the first time that I, like really saw Sam on a podcast. I mean, I had heard of his podcast and I knew who he was, but that was the first time I like watched a full episode of something that he was in. And it was just kind of interesting to see his dynamic with Bert. And I think Gareth Reynolds was on that episode too. Um, it was just funny, but yeah. So Bert is just like, I don't know. Like he's, he's such like a bubbly laughy like giggly guy so like you love that about him like you love it but then it's just like i don't know there's certain things that 
he does and says that it's like, okay, okay, you're a little, yeah, he might be a little bit delusional. Sometimes I'm a little bit delusional too. So it's like, I can't even really talk trash, but the level of delusion with him and me is way different. Like I think, I think that he can justify anything to himself. I think that's his problem. Um, especially with like the alcohol thing. Cause like when they described how much alcohol he drank and, and Tom was telling this to Andrew Huberman on Andrew Huberman's podcast, it was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, how does this guy not see a problem with this? And I don't know. I don't really hang out with people that drink that, um, that much, um, as much as Bert does. Cause it's like an obscene amount of alcohol. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, that can't possibly be healthy. It's just not, there's no way. So I just, I see that as irresponsible in my opinion. And I'm not trying to be Mrs. Mom. And I really like, I don't, I don't care what other people do as far as like laws and stuff like that. Like, I don't think you should stop people from doing like what they want to do. Like they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what. So like, you know, I'm not trying to be like judgmental or whatever. I just, I think, you know, he ha- like he has kids and he has a wife. Um, so I just feel like when you're a father and a husband, like you have a little bit of a responsibility to be there for your children. And um, how can you be there for your children if your health is falling apart like that? And it's you, it's because of you, like, I don't know. Because um, it's like that is going to catch up to him. It, maybe he's fine right now and that's great. Um, and, you know, people always say the story of, well, my grandma, she smoked and drank every single day and she lived to be 110. And it's like, yeah, but those are rare. Those are so rare. I'm telling you, I know so many people who died way younger than they should have because they had an alcohol problem um, or made very, very bad decisions or have permanent um brain damage uh illness whatever whatever negative thing happened to them to their health because of alcohol um some sometimes is irreversible and it just makes you very aware of how alcohol can affect you so it just it does bother me a little bit to see that so normalized and just because I've seen what the, the damage that alcohol can do to people. I think that's why it, um, yeah, I just don't like to see it normalized like that. Because I've been around people and I've had friends before that really normalized alcoholism and it was not good for me at all. It was a very bad influence for me. Because then I felt like it was okay to drink all the time, you know? I'm like, well, they do it and they're, you know, they're doing well in life, whatever. Um... Now, if they were, like, homeless, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, well, this is why you're homeless. But if they're doing well in life, then you're like, well, I guess it's fine, because their life is good. It's like, yeah, their life's good on the outside. Or just hasn't caught up to them yet. So somebody's life might look good on the outside. You might get FOMO, whatever they call it these days, if FOMO is even still a thing. Uh, Fear of missing out. So you might feel like that, seeing people going out partying, doing all that stuff, but... Just know that there's more going on that they're not talking about. 
you know, it's not all perfect. Like there have been times in my life where like I would like take pictures of like a night out and it looked like we were having so much fun. And then like I would get like somebody would get in a fight or somebody would start crying or like, you know, it's like it. it, Yeah, you'd be surprised. But I think that, um, yeah, just the, the way alcoholism is normalized in our culture sometimes in general really terrifies me. Um, just because, like I said, I've just, I've seen the effects of alcohol with people and I've seen the effects of alcohol in my own life and relationships and, um, my nose itches. Sorry guys. I need to scratch it. Okay. We're good. I wasn't picking my nose by the way. I was scratching it. So don't even, God, I swear I can't do anything, but, um, (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, I just wish our society wouldn't normalize alcoholism anymore to the extent that they do. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to keep going on about it because I'll just get, I'll go on a whole tangent. But I think that's what bothers me about Bert Kreischer a lot is just the way that he normalizes alcoholism so much um, and doesn't seem to see a problem with how much he drinks. Um, I think... I don't know. I just kind of feel bad for his family in that situation, I guess is where that's my perspective on the situation. I feel bad for his family. Um, cause I think it's just, no, yeah, it's not responsible in my opinion. And I don't care if you're a happy drunk or whatever, like, Oh, I'm a happy drunk. I'm not an angry drunk. It's like, okay, cool. But you're still destroying your health and your brain. I think that's the part of, alcohol that a lot of people forget is the damage that it does to your brain. And I'm not a freaking doctor. Okay. Go watch Andrew Huberman talk about alcohol or somebody else that actually is a smart person, um, for the technical side of it. But you know, alcohol is not good for you. We all know that. We all know that. Um, and I'm not an anti-alcohol propagandist. I don't even get in my comments with that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I'm just being real. I'm just being real and that's the whole point of why I started this podcast so I could just be real and talk about what's on my mind. So I'm being real right now and you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. We can still be friends. It's cool, baby. We can still be friends if you don't agree with me. I won't judge you. I promise. But if you normalize alcohol or if you push it on me or if you do things like that, that's where I kind of draw the line. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. I've had people try to push me to drink alcohol before when I was like, yeah, I actually am taking a break. I didn't even say I was quitting. I said I was taking a break. They're like, what's the point of that? Have a drink. And I'm like, no, no, I I don't like that. Um, so yeah, but that's just me. And then, um, yeah, so I don't know what Bert and Joe are beefing about, by the way. I don't know. But I heard about it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just talk about it on the podcast. Um, what else is going on? Um, <clears throat> but getting back to what I was talking about earlier, so like the manifestation thing, like I really am starting to um, get more and more like convinced that like the things I'm speaking into existence and the things that I'm... Um, I'll be honest, like I've, I've definitely gotten like more, a little bit more tapped into like my spirituality in the past like six months or so, or actually really like the past year. 
Um, I've gotten way more into my spirituality and like I feel closer to God. And I'm not I'm not a religious person. I grew up Catholic and I never we we didn't really go to church like that much. I mean, we went to church, but and like when I was growing up, we went to Catholic school when we were younger. But like after I was like a teenager, I didn't really go to church that much. And I haven't I've only been to church a few times, um, probably in like the past 10 years. So it's just it hasn't been a big part of my life. Um, so I don't know. And I don't know if church is something that I want to get back into. I don't know. It definitely is something that maybe I'll consider doing again down the road, like going to church. But, um, right now I'm just focusing on like kind of learning about myself and figuring out what I really want out of life and being more intentional and being more patient and you know, all that stuff. But I definitely do feel closer to God um, since I quit drinking, actually, um, around that time. And that was around the time that I decided, like, I was going to leave my agency and all that kind of stuff. Or or I was getting close to that point, at least. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like whenever I'm, like, praying, I do feel like there is like somebody list like I don't know I guess it's I don't know if it's manifestation or if it's you know God I don't know um and maybe both of them exist I don't know it's it's hard but I'm I'm getting more into my spirituality now and I'm definitely feeling closer and more connected to God I'm feeling more of a presence I'm feeling more like being a good person and doing the right thing does actually pay off um, which I didn't used to believe that because I would like, oh, these scumbags, you know, they're all rich and powerful and get all, all the things they want. So, you know, being a good person doesn't actually get you anywhere. But I'm starting to realize that it actually does. It, it really does. Um, being a good person really does help. And making good decisions, being a good example, that's the main thing. Being a good example and, um, you know, doing doing difficult things and just... Yeah, um, being respectful to people, supporting other people, that's huge. Supporting other people is huge. But, um, yeah, so that's been another thing. And then just, you know, trying to stay in with my gym routine and I'm still working out. So people always ask me like, oh, do you still work out? Because I don't post um, a lot of pictures or videos anymore. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to sneeze again. It won't come out. Oh my gosh, this sneeze is never going to come out of my nose. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. What was I talking about? Um, yeah, like I, I used to post videos and pictures and I still do once in a while, but I don't like having my social media entirely focused on my appearance um not a fan of that not a fan at all so and i'll post you know if i look cute if i'm wearing a cute outfit i'll post a picture okay i'll post it but most time what i'm posting is either gonna be me typing just ranting or it's gonna be like my podcast like a clip from my podcast so um i did like making those videos because 
it kind of showed people like what my routine was, what I was doing. And people told me it was really motivating because I have lupus and they're like, well, I have an autoimmune disease and you know, I felt really inspired by you and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, but now I'm, I think it's better for me to just like talk about it mostly than to show what I'm doing. Um, not that I won't film, uh, workouts in the future. Like, of course I will, especially if I can like, you know, maybe collab with somebody and like work out with somebody who's like also, um, like maybe like a MMA fighter, like something, you know, like something cool like that. Like that would be cool, but I'm not just going to like record every workout. Like, no, I'm done with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm done with that. I can't. I just, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like people talking about me like that in my comments. It's really weird. It makes me uncomfortable. And in my DMs, too. I'm like, Jesus, people, class it up. Good Lord. Some of the DMs I get, I'm like, what the hell? And then you click on their profile and they're married. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you in my DMs? Like, who are you? And, like, half the people that are, like, my Facebook friends, I don't even know these people. Like, because, I don't know, like, now my profile, it's like I'm a digital creator, whatever the heck that means. I don't even, I don't even know. Um, but I don't have to like accept friend requests anymore. Like I can just have people follow me. So I like that because what people would do is they would add me and then they would like tell people like I'm their mutual friend to try to like sell somebody something or like try to, I don't know what they were trying to do, but like they would like add people from my friends list. And then I would have people come to me like, Hey, do you know this person? I'm like, no, they're just my Facebook friend. And I'm like, dude, no. So I didn't know in a lot of these people had like tons of mutual friends with me. So I'm like, okay, I probably know this person. And it's like, oh, actually I don't. And then some people like, I'm like, oh, I know this person, but it's been, you know, I didn't recognize them immediately whenever I saw their profile. Uh, but then when I like click through their pictures, I'm like, oh, I know this person. So like, I do have like that happen all the time. Um, cause I, I just don't remember everybody. I know a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. I used to do a lot of networking. Um, and that's kind of, I think when things got crazy with my Facebook, when I was, I, I was in a bunch of different networking groups and it was just like, everybody was adding me cause we were all trying to like help each other, like get referrals and stuff. And now I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, I mean, I care about networking, but I'm not networking in a way of like going to a formal meeting. Like, every, no no it's not really my vibe anymore um because i don't want to ever feel obligated to like give somebody business just because they're like in my group like um if i think that they're doing a good job and i think that they're a good fit for whatever i need or whatever somebody else needs yeah absolutely i'll give you a referral but i'm not just gonna give you a referral just to give you a referral like i feel like that's a little weird um just my opinion but most of the people that I networked with, like, obviously, yeah, I wanted to give them the business anyways. But it should be because you just want to give them the business, not because you're obligated to. It should be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go talk to Jane Doe about this because she, she'd she be perfect for this job or she'd be perfect for this. So it's like, yeah, um, I don't know. But what was I talking about? I was talking about networking. I was talking about Facebook. Oh yeah. Facebook. So yeah, I stopped posting all that stuff. Cause I just don't like people talking about me like that. And, and I feel like people had a, an image of me. Maybe they were like kind of misunderstanding me. Um, and thinking that like, I'm like, 
I don't know, whatever they thought about me. Because I posted pictures of me wearing gym clothes and people apparently think that gives them the right to talk about me like that. Anyways, okay, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done, but I'm just explaining because everybody asks me. I'm just explaining to you guys why I stopped doing that because I don't like all the comments. Um, I'm learning, guys. I'm learning, okay? I've been doing the social media thing for a while now, but when I first started, I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I made a lot of mistakes. Made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I still make mistakes, but they're much better ones now, so it's fine. Um, Another thing I was thinking about, yeah, was like going back to what I was talking about earlier. Like if your job is preventing you from being healthy, you should probably find a new job. Or you should probably at least maybe make some adjustments to your job or your business or whatever you have going on. Like maybe hire an employee if you have a business and you're feeling sick all the time. You know, if your health is not good, like if you have health problems or you're not prioritizing your health, you're not going to the gym, you're not eating healthy, you're eating a bunch of processed crap all day. Like you got to make a change. You have to. I'm not and I'm not sitting here judging you because I've done it. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I know these things. I wouldn't tell you to do something if I hadn't done it myself. That's the thing. Like I've gone through this. So that's why I'm telling you how important it is because I got diagnosed with a chronic illness that has, there's no cure. There is no cure for it. And if I would have known about it sooner, if I would have started taking care of my health sooner, it wouldn't have impacted me as drastically as it did when I first got sick. Um, And not that I was ever like any life-threatening situation, but I was really not doing well for a while and I couldn't even barely work. I could barely do anything. I was just like half asleep all the time, like a zombie. And I had all these issues going on with like, you know, my skin and I had, you know, like stuff in my blood work and it was just, I was a mess. I was a mess and it was not good, but it was It would have been better if I would have known how to take care of my body before then. Rather than being reactive, I should have been proactive. Um, Because at the time, you know, I would go out and I would, you know, I would have several drinks if I wanted to. Or maybe I would only have a few. But like there were times where I, yeah, I definitely like maybe had a little too much fun. And um And not necessarily like that I got so drunk or like it was so bad. Like it wasn't necessarily that that was the problem. It was the way that I felt the next day. That was the problem. That was the biggest issue for me because then I was skipping the gym. And even if I only had like a few drinks, I was skipping the gym or I was eating if I was eating like fast food all the time. um, I was drinking way too much caffeine. I was just um, not taking care of myself in general, like not paying attention to my diet at all whatsoever eating whatever the heck I want. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. It doesn't work. So now that I've made all those adjustments to my health, and and like I said, guys, like I'm not judging you and I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not. I'm not at all. And here's the thing. It depends on like, what do you want with your life? What do you want your life to look like? Um, Until you know that, then you're not really going to know what's bad and what's good for you so uh, to a point like there's a point of eating fast food that is unhealthy no matter what your goals are (laughs) okay like you shouldn't eat it 
every day. That's insane. That is so bad. Like if you're eating fast food every day, stop. It's bad. Or even just processed food in general. Like if you're eating all processed food all day long, every single day, like that's not good. Like it's not good. I promise you it's not good. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Like it's not, it's not good. It's, I understand calories in calories out. Yeah. Like calories in calories out. That's for weight loss. Your weight isn't necessarily indicative of your health though. That's what some people seem to forget. Um, I actually used to weigh a lot less than I do now. And I'm right now I'm the healthiest I've ever been. So, um, I say this while I'm like sneezing. (laughs) This is just allergies guys. I'm freaking healthy. Okay. So, oh my gosh, it's just, it's bad. The congestion is horrible. But anyways, so it's like, yeah, I'm not telling you how to live your life. But I think more people should ask themselves, what do they want more? So like I have people like I have people tell me all the time because I tell people how I eat and they think I'm crazy. I'm like, yeah, you pretty much eat the same thing every day. I eat um, like a ground beef patty or I eat like ground beef and like tacos um, that I make myself. and I make everything like from scratch. Um, and or I eat just like a beef patty with like some fruit on the side or whatever. And then, um, I eat chicken with like some kind of fruit or vegetable, um, for breakfast, I'll have either eggs or bacon with like, I don't know, some granola and yogurt or something, or just some fruit or whatever, whatever I feel like. Um, and I eat the same thing pretty much every day. And I've done this for a long time and it's worked really well for me. I know it's not, doesn't sound fun. But I like it. It works for me. It keeps me focused. I don't have to think about what I'm going to make every single night. I don't have to think about... You know, it's just less decisions that I have to make. And... But that's not even the point of what I'm saying. So the point of what I'm saying is... I've had people tell me like, oh, well... I like junk food too much. You know, it's like, YOLO. Like, you only live once. Life is short. Eat what you want. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Well, yeah, life's definitely going to be short if you do that. If you have that attitude, <laughs> your life's definitely going to be short. But um, I think that that's just somebody's way of justifying their bad habits and bad decisions is what that is. That's what I think. And I think a better thing to do would be to ask yourself, maybe do I just want this more? Um, it's like... You ask people, hey, do you want to be in shape? Yeah, of course. Or maybe they say no, whatever. But if they say yes, it's like, okay, do you want to be in shape more than you want to eat McDonald's three times a week? Well, no. Because that's what you're saying when you're making those choices. That's what you're saying. When you make the choice to skip your workouts, when you make the choice to go weeks without hitting the gym, when you make the choice to... Um, eat freaking cosmic brownies every single day. Like if, when you make the conscious choice to do those things every day or to do those things regularly and not recognize that it's a bad habit or not recognize that maybe that you should change that then, and that's fine if that's what you want to do, but just don't expect, um, anything to work, you know, if you're, if you're doing that. And, but that's what you're telling yourself when you do that. You're telling yourself, 
that this is more important to me than my health or this is more important to me than looking good in a swimsuit or this is more important to me than whatever. Um, and I think that's maybe why vanity isn't the best way to market fitness and health. Um, and that's why I've gotten away from it. Honestly, obviously because I don't like people sexualizing me and making strange, creepy ass comments on my Instagram and my Facebook, but uh, also because I think that marketing fitness with vanity gives people the illusion that um, that's why they're doing it. And that's, that's not why you should work out. That's not why you should eat healthy. That should be like just a bonus of it, you know? Um, it's just like relationships. Like, it's like, do you want to date somebody that's really attractive? Of course. Um, but that's not the that's not the number one criteria like there's other things that are way more important than like what they look like and then that's just like a bonus you know like if they're very attractive it's like oh great i lucked out you know but it's like it yeah so that it's a byproduct of all the other things you know um so if you if you do the right things and you're healthy and yeah then you're probably gonna look good too you're gonna look good if you eat healthy and you take care of yourself and you go to the gym, you're probably going to look good. Okay. That's just how it works. You're probably going to look good, uh, which is great, but that shouldn't be like the first goal because that's usually, um, you know, it's not, it's not always a quick thing that happens. Like you don't just look, you don't just have a six pack in two weeks, you know, it takes time. So, and that's why people get discouraged because they expect instant results. And it's like, if we would just change the mentality of thinking of it as a vanity thing and thinking more of it as a health thing, then I think a lot more people would do it. And a lot more people would be more careful about what they eat and they would just be more disciplined in general if the vanity part of it wasn't the main motivator, which is why I don't, um, yeah, I don't participate in that as much anymore. Because also, just because you look good doesn't mean you're healthy. I mean, look at a lot of bodybuilders, you know? And I'm not trashing bodybuilding by any means, but you look at a lot of bodybuilders and, yeah, they look very muscular, whatever. But if, like, they're taking a bunch of steroids and they're, you know, not treating their body well, they're eating whatever, um, then, yeah, they're not healthy. Or if they have too much muscle mass and they're carrying all this weight around, it's like, yeah, that's not healthy. So there's a balance. There's a balance for sure. But I think health and your well-being should be the number one priority. And I think that's... And also the mental benefits, too. Like, the confidence that you get from going to the gym is just... It's so amazing. And it just... It's like the first battle of the day. Like, if you go in the morning, it's like the first battle of the day. Or if you go at night, it's kind of a way to, like, you know, just... Have your own little space for a little while, at least. Or maybe it's that that's your time that you socialize. Maybe you go to a gym where you're around people. I personally, when I lift, I like to lift by myself. Um, now, I do like to teach people, like, fitness because, you know, I have my personal training certification. So, like, I've trained people. Um, I don't charge them money for it. But, like, I've trained people. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, like, my friends. Um, and just, like, help try to help people out because, like, I don't know, like, I just, I like to help people, but whatever. But, um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, just ask yourself, like, 
is this is that am i telling myself this because i'm justifying my bad behavior or do i really just not care like do i not care about what i look like okay no problem uh, but i think everybody should probably care a little bit about their health i really do i really do i and a lot of times you know somebody might look like they're overweight or something but they're actually healthy and that's great you know like I don't think you have to look any certain way to be healthy. Like, that's just silly. Like, everybody has different genetics. Everybody has a different body type. Like, everybody's body is different. So, to judge somebody's health based on how they look, I think it's dumb. It's just dumb. Because, like, I just see so many people, and they're, like, posting about all this fitness stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're not healthy. Like, you go out and drink and get wasted every weekend. And you eat fast food all the time. It's like, you're not healthy. So, don't sit here and tell me how to be healthy. Because you're not. Um, (laughs) but anyways, yeah. So ask yourself, like, what do I want more? You know, when you're making decisions, um, when you're choosing like, like in the morning, like when I'm choosing to hit snooze, I'm like, do I want an hour of sleep more than I want to, you know, spend extra time on my goals or spend extra time, um, in the morning, just like with like my, oh my god the sneeze finally came out oh my gosh i've been trying to get that sneeze out this whole time but yeah just ask yourself like what do i want more do i want to be healthy more than i want to eat freaking potato chips yeah okay you do so then stop eating potato chips every day you know or whatever your vice is whatever it is you know um do I want or a perfect example too is like when you're chasing a dream like what I'm doing like I have podcasts that I do on Sundays like right now today's Sunday I'm doing my podcast and I don't have any free time on Sundays anymore at all I I don't have any like a Sunday I cannot hang out with you whoever you anybody that's asked me to hang out um I'm sorry but I can't not on Sundays, not right now, at least I might think about changing the schedule in the future, but right now Sundays are off limits. Um, cause I'm doing my podcast and I'm doing what I love and I'm doing, this is for me, for my future. This is something that I'm building right now. This is something I'm creating and it's evolving and I'm learning so much from it and it's bringing me so many opportunities and it's really helped me develop as a person. So it's something that I want to keep in my life. And really the, the MMA podcast is kind of more, um, I guess, more feels more like a job more than this. Like this podcast is just like my, this is fun. I love doing this. Um, especially when I have guests on, then I really, really love it. Um, it's the coolest thing ever. Like, oh my God, if you don't have a podcast, like, and you like talking to people, start a freaking podcast. But anyways, um, yeah. So when you're chasing a dream, like, do I want to have, you know, going out and socializing or hanging out with my friends or seeing, you know, whatever on the weekends more than I want to have, you know, my podcast and make my podcast successful, um, no, that, that is my priority. That is more important to me. I have decided now that my dreams and my goals are more important than certain things that were important to me at one point in my life now aren't, um, going out and going to the bars. That's not important to me anymore at all. It's not important to me whatsoever. So I have gotten rid of it and I've decided that this is more important to me than that. 
And this is more important to me than laying around and watching Netflix. I don't, I, I can't tell you the last time I watched Netflix. I can't even tell you. I don't even know if I still have a membership. I don't even know. <laughs> I, it's not a good use of my time. It's really not. Um, and I know, I know people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Bri? You have to have balance in your life. I do. This is my, this is what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy sitting and watching a freaking stupid movie that I don't care about. Like I'll watch movies and they're movies that I like to watch. You know, I like to relax once in a while and watch a movie, of course, but it's not something you do every day or every weekend. Like that just to me blows my mind that like people just want to sit and watch movies like every single weekend. I'm like, dude, how do you not get bored of that? I would get so bored. Um, you know, I'll watch documentaries, I'll watch autobiographies, I'll watch podcasts, I'll watch things that are informative, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of things are kind of a waste of time. Um, unless like background, you know, if I'm playing with my dog or if I'm just, I'm just chilling. Um, yeah, sure. I'll throw something on, but I'm not going to like fully pay attention to it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just being real with you guys. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. You don't have to be like me. I understand. Um, not everybody's like me. That's fine. That's what makes us unique. That's what makes us special and different is that, yeah, nobody is really like exactly like me. So you don't have to do everything I do. Um, I'm weird. So whatever. But I just, yeah, I've figured out that I want certain things more than I want to have a social life or to um i don't know my dog is going nuts right now she probably saw something outside i should have closed the window or i should have closed the blinds so she couldn't see what's going on outside so now she's just barking at me or barking at outside so i'm probably gonna wrap this up soon um (laughs) she's she actually she's probably playing with her toy sounds like she's playing with her toy yeah she is She's playing with her toy. <laughs> she like gets mad at her toy and be like, um, anyways, my dog. Yeah. She needs me right now. Um, think about that though. Think about, oh wait, no, I had one more. I had a question. Hold on. I don't know where I put my phone. Shoot. I think I remember the question. It was, on, oh wait, here's my phone. I was sitting on it, of course. I knew I was. Um, let me check Instagram too and see if anybody submitted any. I, I need to start posting it sooner. I always post it the last minute and then I hardly get any questions because I forget to post it. So that's why. Um, yeah, if you guys ever have questions or topics that you want to hear about, just let me know. And I'll always look at them at least i'm not gonna promise i'm gonna talk about everything because i know some of you idiots are gonna send me like some super controversial topic to talk about it'll get me canceled and it's like no not doing that sorry not falling for that trap but um <laughs> i did have a qu- god I, I can't i'm listening to myself right now and i hear myself like like oh my god it just it sounds horrible it sounds so bad um yeah so i did have a question from see who is it 
Matt Sievering from Facebook. Who is your ultimate podcast guest? That's a great question. Um, I want to say Theo Vaughn. Obviously, I love Theo. Uh, I want to say that's my ultimate podcast guest, but I think it would be more for like me going on his podcast. I think that would be like my dream podcast to go on. Um, or Rogan, obviously, would be really, I mean, that would be like life changing, but um, and I, I hope you know that happens one day. But I think um, my ultimate dream podcast guest. Oh man, that's tough. Um, I think it would be. Hmm. Maybe Jocko. Yeah, yeah, Jocko for sure. It would have to be Jocko. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that at first. I had to really think about it. I'm like, hmm. I was thinking of, like, fighters. I was thinking about... No, it would be Jocko, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a fascinating conversation. I really do. I really do. Um, But anyways, thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, Man, we're going on two hours. Jesus. I did not plan on doing this doing the podcast this long i guess i had a lot to talk about um (laughs) whatever i can do what i want it's my podcast but um thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for supporting me i really appreciate it i've got a great episode next uh lined up and i'm working on some other ones that are going to be great so stay tuned and um yeah i appreciate you guys watching and listening and just sharing all my stuff and supporting me it's been really really helpful and um yeah i'm gonna try to keep continuing to get better and keep improving and keep coming out with better and better content getting interesting guests and having great conversations that's my goal here and my goal is to help other people grow and learn and be inspired and be motivated and all that good stuff so thank you again for joining me and i will see you guys next week Bye.